Hi, and welcome to the Expressing Motherhood podcast. My name is Lindsay Cabot, and thanks for joining me. This podcast consists of me speaking to creative moms, finding out what kind of projects they're up to and how and when they're finding the time to be creative. If you listen to the podcast and enjoy it, you could do me a huge favor and write a review for it on iTunes. I'd greatly appreciate it. If you're a creative mom and you're interested in being on the podcast, email me. My email is on the website, expressingmotherhood.com. Thanks for joining us. Today I'll be speaking with Richmond, Virginia-based landscape designer, Janet Barouche. Janet has two daughters in their mid-twenties and three stepsons aged 28, 30, and 32. I know Janet's story because she is my mother's sister, so she's Aunt Janet to me. I'm excited to have her on the podcast as she's the first landscape designer that I've ever had on. Janet was a teacher for many years, and then she became a stay-at-home mom. And then she went through a divorce and went back to school. She's been remarried for a long time now, and she's here with us today to tell you her story. Hey, Janet. Hey, Lindsay. So, Janet, you basically were, at that time, a stay-at-home mom when you started to go through your divorce, and a catalyst for your creativity was in fact the divorce because you were a stay-at-home mom and then you needed to or wanted to work. Can you explain um, what made you go into landscape to design, become a landscape designer? Because prior to being a stay-at-home mom, you were a teacher for many years. Yes, I was. I fell in love with gardening when I was a stay-at-home mom with my two little girls who loved to play out in the yard and I would spend time with the girls in the yard and look around and think about what I could do to make my yard and garden look prettier. I was lucky enough to live next door to a master gardener, and she also had a little girl, and she was a stay-at-home mom, and she taught me everything she knew about gardening. And my friend is also the one who told me that there was a landscape design certificate program available at our local botanical gardens in Richmond. And uh, George Washington University happened to have a satellite program at, at the botanical gardens in Richmond, and I started taking classes. And would and you... It was, mm-hmm. yeah, go ahead. Would you take the classes? How would you do that? Because your girls were really young at the time. What time would you take your classes at? This was an adult education program, so the classes were all offered in the evening, and there were 18 courses in the landscape design certificate program that I took. So they were offered one class at a time, and it took me about a year and a half to go through the program. And I took a class at night, so I went to school like every Tuesday night. I had the same babysitter every Tuesday night. She was wonderful. And the girls would have tacos every Tuesday night with their favorite babysitter. Then after my girls would go to bed at night, I would that's when I would do my homework. Because I had a lot of design homework that went with this program. So I would stay up really late drawing and working on my, you know, class homework. And it really worked out very, very well. And how old were you and how old were the girls at that time? I was 40. Mm-hmm. 40 and you know 40 to 42 and my girls were four and six 
And so prior to, you know, I, I had mentioned that you were a school teacher for a long time, but I knew you, I mean, I knew that you were creative via your calligraphy. Right. While I was teaching, I had a little side business that I worked on on the weekends and the evenings and during the summer breaks. And I was a freelance calligrapher. I did a lot of lettering uh, on wedding invitations. I did design for invitations. And this was back before laptop computers. So I would do them all freehand and then take them to the printer. This was before Windows, (laughs) believe it or not. Mm -hmm. So back in the computer dark ages. And um, so I've always had a knack for graphic design. I'm not an artist in the true sense of the word, but I am an artist in a very precise and, you know, particular kind of drafting, measuring, perfection, those detail type work. So it was a perfect way to move into landscape design because that is also very precise. The drawings have to be to scale. And along with the gardening knowledge, I had this graphic design background. And so it worked really well when I went to school. It made it easier for me to have that strength. Mm -hmm. So interesting. And so when you got your certificate at 42, when did, what, what did you do next? Well, I, my, my friends all knew that I was doing this, and everybody wants free advice. Mm-hmm. So I started out just helping my friends out for free. And it was a hard transition to starting to charge for my work. But people really don't take you seriously until you do start to charge. Mm-hmm. So I, after about a year or so, I got a business license and business cards and came up with an hourly rate, and I was able to tell people, yeah, yes, I'd love to come and talk to you. I charge $40 an hour for consultation and design work. Would you still like for me to come? And and that was how I started charging. That's interesting, because I know I have a few friends who are self-employed, and they're women, and they have a hard time billing people their hours, and it can get a little sticky. I have one friend who has actually just hired somebody so that she comes over, does the design, and then she says, okay, Gloria will, you know, be in touch with you regarding billing. Have you ever, have you always done your own billing? I have always done my own billing, and um, it, it's worked out fine for me. I know wow. friends that have small businesses that have bookkeepers, but... Mm-hmm. For me, it's just it would be just another expense that I would really rather not incur. Yes. So I do it myself, but I have found that the best way to handle that is blurt it out right away at the very beginning and first phone call or you talk to the person and if you didn't mention price, you get their email to say, I'd like to have your email address and I'd like to send you a letter of how I work mm-hmm. and just hit it head on before you even start. And then they know that when you come to their house for that initial consultation, they're going to be billed for that. Because after you've gone and met with someone, it's very awkward to say, oh, by the way, mm. this is how much I charge and you owe me, you know, whatever. Yeah. So, but, yeah. so you send yeah. the paperwork over and set it out beforehand. 
You set the standard. I do. Yeah. Oh, I do. Good. I do. I have a letter of intent that I send to people just, you know, thank you so much for contacting me. Mm-hmm. I look forward to meeting you at your house on Wednesday at one o'clock. You know, I bill X number of dollars per hour for design and consultation. You know, just hit it head on. And then that way, if they're not comfortable with that, they can email you back right away and just say, oh, you know what? I need to think about this a little bit. Let's, I'll call you back. Yeah. Yeah, That's great. and it's just mm-hmm. um, really awkward to do it Afterwards. after the fact. Yeah. Yep. 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 Um, and so you worked for free for your friends, and then you started charging. And when did you come up with your business name, and how have you seen it grow, and how did you make it grow? I came up with my business name because – the street that I lived on was called Greenway Lane. And so I just came up with the name Greenway Gardens. And I had no idea that the word green was going to become very important, um, you know, in, in this, in this world. And Mm -hmm. so it really turned out to be a great name. I don't live on Greenway Lane anymore, but I've just still kept the name. Mm -hmm. And for me, the best way to, increase my business and to grow my business is, is word of mouth. Um, because certainly if somebody goes by someone's house and they say, Oh my gosh, I love the way your yard looks. And they can say, well, you know, Janet Bruce did that. And then they give me a call. Mm -hmm. I don't really think that people want to hire someone that they don't have a reference for. And so it's been, um, that's been the best way for me. I do really need to work on my social media. It is not second nature to me like it is for younger people. And I do have a website, so I have an online presence. And I am constantly beating myself up because I don't, you know, I'll go get the before pictures and then I don't go back and take after pictures or I have after pictures and I can't find the before pictures. And mm-hmm. um, so I have a, um, I do have a woman that's helped me with my website and Occasionally, she'll call me up and say, "You know, you really need to work on this and that." And um, mm-hmm. so I'm, I, you know, it's hard for me to do that. But um, also, it just takes a ton of time. It and does. I'm, wow. yeah, you know, I'm meeting with clients. I'm mm-hmm. doing my own drawings, and I do my own billing. And I have a very busy family life, so there are only but so many hours in a day. And I don't often take, you know, an hour to just sit down and work on. Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do. I do have a Facebook business page that I'm not very good about updating. But you know, I'm constantly saying, "Well, you know, I'm going to work on that." And um, so yeah. that's one thing I really do need to work on because I think that it's a great way to get new business. I know. Well, you built your business without it, but I feel like it, that was you actually. You know, your business was started before it was around. Um, right. And I, you know, I social media, it does take so much time and it takes away from your creative time and your time with your family. Um, I find it to be a little bit of a drag. And, but I wonder, I mean, I've, I would be curious to speak to your girls and your boys. Your girls are younger. Um, but to find out, it just seems like all these young people, there's so much pressure to have online presence. Sort of seems well, overwhelming. Well, I think it's... It- I think any legitimate business today has to have an online presence, yeah. period. It doesn't have to be big. 
but you've got to be you've got to be there. Mm-hmm. And um, as people spend an incredibly short period of time looking at a website, I, I heard a statistic once, and I can't remember what it is, but you know, it's something like you know under a minute or something mm-hmm. like that. Okay. You know, but people just kind of click on it, and so it's the first impression that they get. And um, so I think you know, at least I have reached that goal, but. Um, I'm not constantly posting my jobs on Facebook. Right. And uh, you can that e- might help my business. But. Instagram would be really easy for you if you got a Greenway Gardens Instagram account. I do have a Greenway Gardens. You do? Oh, you do? Instagram. I do. Oh, I do. Okay. And, but you follow me. But I, no, <laughs> okay, wait. I thought that was just, but that's, I thought that was your personal account. Oh, but that, that's, well, it's it's, okay. it's green. It's called Greenway Gardens, and um, but I do end up putting more pictures of my dog on there. Um, <laughs> okay. Than I, than I do, of, but I do I do put some pictures of plants, and um, I am I am going to ramp that up. I see. You'll see. I'll, I'll, I will do one very soon. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's funny. No, we could just do before and after. Um, yeah. I know, before and after. Uh, it, but for me, the people that are following me on Instagram are really my, my children and yeah. their friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's not, it's, my clients don't follow me on right. Instagram. But, and have so, you, uh, no. And have you found that, you know, I'm just, I'm wondering, like, if some other women might be listening to you who are interested in being landscape um, designers, were you able to make good money off of it after a while? Um. Any time you charge by the hour, you're you're never going to make a lot of money. Oh. And what is what is a lot of money is is that's a you know depends on who you're talking to, but I bill by the hour, and okay. unless you, unless you can really get a piece of the bigger business, you're not going to make a lot of money. And what I have been working on lately is working with particular tree contractors and particular installation contractors so that if I refer my business to them, I will get, you know, perhaps a referral fee from them or you might want to call it contract administration. And the words get a little tricky legally, so you have to be very careful of how you do word it and you do want to let your clients know that you are working with that particular, or you recommend that particular contractor, but they are free to work, you know, they're free to hire whatever contractor they would like to hire. But I'm trying to figure out how to get a piece of the business that I refer out because I may make $3,000 on a design, and yet the, you know, the the installation contractor comes in or the stonemason comes in and they're charging $150,000 for their work. Oh, wow. Yeah. And and I generally see none of that. And I yet, see. if I didn't refer that business to that mason, they wouldn't have had that job. Oh, I see. Okay. So then you can get a percentage so, of that for your referral? Correct. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, probably 5%. It just depends on the size of the job. So it's not a tremendous amount of money, but it's more than nothing. Mm-hmm. And how yeah. how do you 
uh, find the guys? I mean, you've been doing it long enough now, but how did you find men to actually work for you? Like the guys who would go in and do larger things where you're doing a whole, you know, lawn where you might be in, putting in trees and how do you find men to work oh, yeah. for you? Well, there are several excellent landscaping contractors in the area where I live and I'm sure there are in every area and just, um, you know, you work with one and if you like them, then you work with them again. You, you know, if you're unhappy, you try somebody else. But I almost always work with large landscaping contractors and, um, they have installation crews. I'll meet with the foreman. We talk about the job and we get the pricing all straight because, you know, they, I give them my design and then they price it out. Mm-hmm. And then I give the price to the client and if they accept it, then I'll oversee the installation. And I charge by the hour to oversee installations. But, you know, you just trial and error, word of mouth. You just ask people who the good landscaping contractors are, who the good stonemasons are, brick masons, mm-hmm. um, the arborists. It's just, uh, you know, based on reputation and personality. Yeah. And so we're yeah. in California right now. Obviously, we have a huge drought going on. And so a lot of people are heading into succulents, which and I'm wondering, is there any kind of like, what are the trends of gardening out there? You guys aren't in a drought, but is there anything? Well, yeah, the gardening trends pretty much are native, sustainable. Those are the those are the words that people are using, um, because if you select native plants, that are native to the area in which you live, they are going to thrive with little to no additional care. Mm-hmm. And um, so similar you know, to out from, here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like you don't, you know, I don't want to bring palm trees mm-hmm. into the area where I live, and right. because they're not going to do well. Right. But yeah, there are areas where they do really well, and uh, you know, those succulents are really popular. But out here. They get pretty waterlogged, and mm-hmm. they don't they don't do well because it's too wet. So right. you have to plant them in sand, and, and so it's you know everybody wants what they can't have generally. But um, you're, you're better to use the native plant material. Plus, it doesn't have to be trucked in from faraway distances, so you're reducing the amount of you know gasoline and air pollution and the trucking to get it to your area. It's kind of like that whole just buy local mentality Mm -hmm. that's everywhere. Yeah. And so you, I think those are the trends. That's fine. So it's, yeah, it's pretty similar to California. I feel like, um, and so you've been doing this now for a while and I always feel like with creativity, I, it kind of, you know, it bends and curves, but is it still something you're passionate about and still enjoy doing? It is. It is. More, more than ever, actually. I, I keep really current by, um, I go to a lot of lectures. I go to workshops. I, you know, there are just new plants coming out all the time. It's not static because, you know, we're interior decorating, although that's constantly changing too. But, you know, you set a chair down and it's going to stay there. It's not going to move. But with a plant, you plant it. And it's going to grow in an organic way, and it's going to change, and it may not do well, and you have to move it around. And 
it is very challenging. And um, I think it's a great career for, you know, younger women to get involved in, at least in our area here. Mm-hmm. There is no longer that program that I took. It's not available in Richmond anymore. So I don't know how new garden designers uh, are going to get their education. I I went through a certificate program, so I'm a certified landscape designer, mm-hmm. unlike someone who just says, oh, I'm a landscape designer, and they don't have any training. I gotcha. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but I think it's, I think there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of room out there for more landscape designers, because, um, you know, people are constantly moving into the area, and new home starts, or you know, there's a lot of, a lot of yards out there that need work. Yeah, and have you, have you become a mentor to anybody? Because you said your neighbor, have. you have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I That's have. Fun. I have. I'm, um, I'm in the Virginia Society of Landscape Designers, and um, I, I mentored a new designer this last year, and it was really fun. That really is. fun to help her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she moved moved into the area, and um, that was exciting for her and for me. It gave me some new energy. Well, that's great. Well, I think we're we're hitting our time, but thank you for joining me on my podcast, and thanks for reminding me that it's my mom's birthday, and I'll, yeah. uh, I'll call her. Um, but I think that's it. Is there anything else you want to mention before I wrap it up? No. Okay. I can't, I can't think of a thing. That's okay. Thanks, everybody, for joining myself and my Aunt Janet on the Expressing Motherhood podcast. To learn more about... I'm- oh, you're still there. What? <laughs> I was just going to say I'm very happy to be a part of it, and I'm excited to listen to it later. Oh, thanks, Janet. I'm sorry, and I was glad you're on it. Um, if, and if you're a creative mom and want to be on the podcast, please email me. I'm looking for more creative moms to talk to. Thanks so much to She Podcast. It's a wonderful resource if you're a female podcaster. Also to August of Girl Boner and Amy and Desiree of Indie Parent tally of first day back and my producer paulina join me next time thanks so much